Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. We're going to talk about City Skylines 2, As Dusk Falls, and the finals, and say a sad farewell, perhaps. But first, my name is Christian. My name's Amanda. I smell like pumpkins. Oh. Yeah, we just uh, did the whole pumpkin carving thing. Um, I am the only one in the family who is has the constitution to reach in and pull out the guts. Um, Luna was second place on that, but uh, yeah, for the most part, nobody's going near that slime. Besides well, Ray she too. is your daughter, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Are you guys going to um, make anything with the pumpkin seeds? Well, I asked Sam if she was going to do it. She said it's not worth the the time, I guess, or something. Oh, wow. Or they're not she's... good enough to put in the time. Oh, she's not good enough. Or they're not good enough, sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> definitely. Say that. <laughs> Had it the first time, buddy. Savage. Yeah, rough. Um, okay. Do you guys do the pumpkin thing up in the north? We do do the pumpkin things. My two pump or our two pumpkins are outside right now. I can see them and they've been decomposing because we did the mid October. Then it snowed, so now they're like eternally frozen and uh if we leave them there the whole winter, they'll probably look exactly the same until the spring. So, hmm. an eternal pumpkin. Not bad. Not bad. Isn't that the nice thing about the great white north is that like, you know, you've got all of the snow and ice and it it makes your car a fridge and outside a fridge. And it's nice to be back in the um, time where like I could just stick a six pack outside and be like, yeah, yeah exactly. keep it cool because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it does. Or when you're like, shit, I left my fucking lunch in the car. Oh, man, you do that in Arizona. <laughs> Goodbye. Mm. That's nasty. You do that yeah. up here up north and it's like sweet. It's chilled. <laughs> it's chilled. It's a free it's frozen chilled. dinner. I just got to eat it's that definitely shit a problem in the microwave. Here. My, yeah. my car gets up to 200 degrees, I feel like, in the in the hot parking lot. And it's just like, ugh, if I forget my lunch in there. Even even with the cool packs, dude. Even Not even the cool packs can fucking hold a flame to this, ironically. To this, That's uh, like a, a free microwave. Like, we have a free freezer, but you guys have, like, a free microwave. Like, you leave some hot pots in there. Or maybe some uncooked cracked eggs, and you're like, nice. <laughs> Done. No, it was it was really weird because uh, I didn't use my cooler the other day, and I just had some burritos wrapped in tinfoil, and they were still warm at 2 p.m. And I was That's just so like, weird. It was so weird, dude. <laughs> I was like, all right, I, I guess. I guess yeah. this works. You yeah. ate them, and then you, you hung out on the honey pot the whole rest of the night. But um, burritos are not video games. Video games are video games. And here are some we haven't played, but we want to talk about. Um, there's this one by uh, Sanguine. She put it up there. And uh, we'll be seeing her on at DLGCon, so that's cool. Um, this is called Norway, Nowhere Manor. There's not a whole lot of information here. But the art style w- I found so striking that like oh, yeah. I just had to... It looks put beautiful. It on there. Oh my god. Dude, it is it's gorgeous, dude. Like uh, cool. it really speaks to me. I was like, who is it? So they um let's see, they in their description they uh credit the artist. Her name is more Mona Ramis. Mona Ramis. She's on Instagram. She's done a bunch of stuff, but um she took the time to do all the frames for this um what is this? A uh graphic novel? Is that what they're called? Visual novel? A visual novel. Yeah, yeah a visual novel. And um, I, so I was like, okay, well, there's not a lot of information. You play a, like a mannequin that becomes conscious and the nor- nowhere manner is going to disappear in a couple of days and you need to escape. 
Um, not a whole lot to go there. Um, Art can't carry a whole game. Maybe it can a little bit, but you know, you also want some gameplay. So I looked up the developer and a time galleon has three games in coming down the pike. The only ones that have come out are, I don't, I did not buy this ticket, which is at 87% for 134 people. Okay. And the other one is Monstrous Love. Monstrous Love contains three adult shorts focusing on women discovering their sexuality and freedom with gentle, ferocious, uh, gentle yet ferocious monsters. Uh, yet ferocious. Yeah. That's yeah, a... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, getting me excited. <laughs> <laughs> what? But yeah, it's like, it's, uh, yeah, not the same artist for sure. And it's about beast love. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Um, it's maybe worth it if it's cheap just to look at, but we'll see. Hopefully there's a really good story. Um, I think this looks fascinating and has such the potential of a really good story though, because it's kind of like they're hinting in the, about the game about how like you are this, uh, liber, the mindless doll. And then you end up acquiring a conscious, like a, and a consciousness. So then, you know, that I think that that's a really, a really a cool trope that, yeah. And like a really good, uh, start as well and i don't know i feel like already with the writing where they made the protagonist name liber like liberation like that's mm. your freedom with the conscience of being more than just a mindless doll like i feel like there's a lot of potential of this to be really good especially if they're paying for such a good artist to bring this in you know and it, it looks, looks beautiful so, or it yeah looks it looks distinct, beautiful distinctly beautiful you'd be able to recognize this game out of a lineup for sure q1 of 2024 mm-hmm. so coming up and it has a demo right now maybe i'll uh oh yeah, i know there's a demo maybe, maybe I'll, I'll do that i'll check oh. out this demo yeah i'm gonna jump right in right into slay the princess um from lotion the lotion he uh posted this on there uh, they're very similar so that's why um the, so this is a black and white hand-drawn animation um very cool looking um it's an entirely text and narrative driven game and um it has a lot of good reviews uh it has superb writing and voice work and it's called slay the princess so there uh, i almost have to read this for you even you know when you have a really good writer uh even the media for the game is written well you know what i mean as opposed to just like this is what the game is some people uh a good writer for a game if you use them for the promotional material can help that out as well you know what i mean anyway you're on a path in the woods at the end of the path is a cabin in the basement of the cabin is a princess uh you're here to slay her and if you don't the world will end and then so you basically interact with this princess who's like pleading for her life and there's a lot of um she's being dishonest with you uh, you you think i don't know i mean you're taking the narrator's vo- uh word for it that you're supposed to slay this person or the world war in um she does look demonic in a lot of different scenes um and I think you play, this is a game that's intended to be played over and over because every playthrough is different. Um, I mean, there's a certain amount of them. There's like six different playthroughs. And um, it's overwhelmingly positive, 97% with 2,000 reviews. 
Um, it's 16 bucks. Even I, who don't like to read much. Oh, it's all voice acted. Um, I'm thinking about picking this up. Uh, this looks so, awesome. I saw dude, the developers so on, on Twitter talking about how they never expected anyone to really go ham over their game. They're getting like all this positive feedback. Lots of people are um, playing it or talking about it in the press. I think this might be one of those like indie sleeper hits that sneaks in at the end of the year where it's like, oh, this is a t like you have to play this title, you know, maybe like not quite like a Hades, but on the narrative side, if, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, this looks awesome. <laughs> I might this be look awesome. barking up the wrong tree, but I feel like there's a battle between the narrator and the princess and you're mm -hmm. the agent of action in between them. That's uh, fascinating. But I, yeah, 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 I think it's very cool. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe I'll play it and get back to you uh, since I am going to return one of the games I bought this week. Dun, dun, uh, you guys dun. go ahead. Very what cool. the fuck is the beast or beast? beast. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I went to a I went to a heavy metal concert yesterday called Neo Blascaris, and so my mind just keeps going towards like, you know, that any anytime you want to like say and insert that, I'm down. But yeah, this is the beast. <laughs> that's how I, that's Kill how everything. I imagine it when I yeah. <laughs> um, no, this is a, a tactical turn based RPG. Um, some people have compared it to Baldur's Gate, but I highly doubt that. Uh, this definitely does not look like it It will replace that. However, I thought that this was kind of an interesting game along similar lines where you're making moral choices and you have this turn-based combat and things like that. Um, however, this is going on during the like Ottoman Empire in a long ass time, like essentially, I guess like even like the Crusades and stuff, because a vet you are a veteran that's returning from ten year long Ottoman slavery, and it's all this kind of religious against demon kind of feeling for it and it's a, an entire medieval world and there's all these military conflicts and things and as you are trying to either exercise or um like uh like be in tuned with the beast that's inside of you because you are essentially a werewolf and so there's like all of this interesting confliction of things of you being like a holy man and also being this creature of the night and like trying to navigate through that. Um, but it looks like the combat is really solid and really awesome. And so to me, that's kind of what drew me in. It was released on October 25th. And so far out the gate, there's about, you know, it's mostly positive. It's got 79% positive reviews out of 29 people. So this is really you know niche game it seems or one that not too many people know about and so um yeah it kind of won an award for like official selection from fear fest which is kind of interesting and it's definitely hmm. supposed to be more of a a spooky game that's very climatic and and has some really cool stuff um, but a lot of people do kind of complain that there are some graphical issues and um, you know, some kind of weird things right off the gate since it just launched some buggy sounding stuff. So it actually sounds like it, uh, you know, has some somewhere to grow from that and that they're working on it and will do it. But yeah, it seems uh, seems pretty neat. seems pretty cool. It is an early access, too. I mean, as long as they present it. Yeah, the it's game. an early access. And the oh, fact that it's God. like okay. not 100% done yet. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. It does look cool. I'm, I'm, I like the setting. I like, like yeah, the, the semi-historical 
semi-historical but fantastical settings like um mm-hmm. oh man what are those wolverine movies and vampire movies <laughs> i'm completely drawing a blank what van vampire helsing movie? am i talking oh about yeah van oh. helsing yes yeah. yeah i was getting some van helsing vibes from it as well which i think is cool uh you know you know it's curious uh there's a couple things so when you're making one of these right and and Baldur's gate three drops one I, i've talked about this before one that you just throw up your hands just like fuck well what well, fuck us, I guess, right? You know, you just like, what are we supposed to do here? And then two, your workforce, I imagine, partially at least, really like this type of game. So are they super busy playing Baldur's Gate 3 and it slows up production <laughs> as well? It's a double fuck. You're getting stuff from both ends, dude, because you, you know what I mean? That sucks, man. I think I have a little bit of a different take. I mean, definitely that could be possible. But Oh, I you're talking about this- inspiration? Well, Baldur's Gate just went so mainstream that like people who don't game are getting media on Baldur's Gate and they're being immersed in a turn a turn-based tactical RPG. Like it's hitting the masses and because it came out on console too, I feel like uh this this genre is opening the gates to a lot more people. So maybe long tail wise because this is an early access this can benefit from Baldur's Gate when someone has put like 60 hours in Baldur's Gate and then they're like okay what else is out there oh shit it's a uh, fucking it's beast in all capital letters maybe I'll give that a try <laughs> yeah I mean I hope so in a way that's kind of what drew me in a way because uh, tactical RPGs are my top genre that's that's what I love I love that shit I love Divinity Original Sin 2 and definitely deep down the wormhole with boulders gate three and so i loved wasteland three as well and then the Shadowrun series is really cool too so it's like to me i really am excited to see the press and the publicity that came from boulders gate three and maybe there will be more games that are going to come out that used it as an inspiration but are something different because then i'm gonna eat that shit up i'm down <laughs> i gotta show you i gotta send you uh three games that you're really gonna like um okay like like uh desperados three that those it was all that so there's this developer that only makes these kind of games and they're always in the 98 percentile and they still shut down it's like a it's kind of like a weird thing where for some reason do you know who i'm talking about christian do you know about these people no so who made desperados three um oh yeah 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 uh mimi mimi games or something yeah mimi me games right yeah I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, if you look at any other games, uh, overwhelmingly positive, 96%, 8,500 people. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, maybe it's not your jam exactly days. Cause, uh, there's not a whole lot of story. There's a little bit of story, but Damn mostly it. it's on the tactic side. Right. I do uh, like I mean, that too though. Yeah. They do a really fucking awesome job of it. I mean, so good. And so they, they do this. They do the, uh, there's a samurai version. There's a pirate version. All of them are 96%. And they don't make enough money to stay afloat. It's so weird. It's one of those things. Is, or, you know, is maybe. that why they shut down? I know they had a message out there, but I didn't actually get to look into it deeply. Was it a money thing? That sucks. Yeah, I saw a thing where, like, you know, despite us making, you know, um, yeah, we were successful in, in making what we wanted to make. It wasn't enough to, like keep us going yeah who knows you know you can mismanage money as well right and just have a really you know uh clever team behind you i, I don't know these guys they're, they're they're brothers um if i remember correctly uh and 
I don't know. Makes sense. Me, me, me. They're always fucking always fighting about shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can imagine going into business with my brother. I think there would be some... Uh, I have to, we have to deal with all our uh, trauma growing up and how we yeah. abused each other before we could be business partners. <laughs> um, let's take a bit of a bird walk. And Amanda... Uh, oh, actually, Nick and Bobby aren't here. Nick, we don't know why. Uh, Bobby, he's enjoying Halloween in L.A., so they'll be back next week. But Amanda will not be back next week because what's happening, Amanda? Tell the people. Tell, they deserve to know. Yeah, uh, this is... I know that I've trolled some people in the past about uh, last episode, but this one is not a troll, a drill, or a joke. Uh, this is going to... Yeah, it's super sad. I'm going to set the scene. Um, out in the Pacific Northwest, going on a... <laughs> beautiful hike and just really trying to summit a mountain um and other things (laughs) (laughs) that was beautiful but yeah this is my last episode unfortunately i mean i will be on the episode for dlg con our next episode next week is going to be at dlg con live and you will see me there as well but that's your last episode it's yeah and it kind of feels Yeah, and it kind of feels weird saying last episode anyway, because it is more of I'm just taking a break and I will be back. But it is going to be quite a while. You'll see me at the Game of the Year episode and then next year, possibly, maybe, question mark. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. I'm trying to get my, my life and my shit together. And so, yeah, taking a, a big break. So I'm yeah. we'll sorry that, I mean, fuck. Uh, you add so much to the podcast, it's going to be suck. It's going to suck when you're not there. Um, if you could send me an email on how you could maybe, um, we can influence Nick to also take a break. That'd be great. <laughs> Will do. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Instead, I'll just switch to fact checking in the chat and then <laughs> just, just send him a very angry uh, Karen filled email of um, actually that was not correct. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read the email. I'm not even sure if it'll get to him. But <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. And then after enough of them, you know, he'll probably end up taking a break. I think it was funny because I could have sworn one of the listener questions like a few weeks ago was from Marconius, who was uh, saying something about how like, oh, are we having a cast member leave soon? And I was just sitting there like, yeah, it's it's me. Mm. <laughs> Long time so... listeners been through this before, and it's not the end of Amanda for sure. Um, no, well, it's yeah, not. I'm going to be back. I'll sure. be back. Yeah, I'm just taking a, a break. Yeah. So, yeah, and we don't, we don't. I don't know. I feel good picking on Nick when he's here, but I feel weird picking on him when he's he's not here. He's my nephew. Yeah. I, get, I have a fucking free reign, dude. Okay. If those are the rules, yeah. I don't make them. Okay. I just yeah, want everyone sure. to know that. Um, Amanda, you will be missed until next week. Yeah. <laughs> that you'll yeah. really be missed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be really missed until Friday and then I'll actually physically see you motherfuckers and then I'll beat Emilio at an arm wrestling match. What a twist that would be. Yeah. Wow. I'd be like, look at I actually have ninety nine percent Neanderthal in me. So- <laughs> <laughs> Roll Nat twenties on the fucking strength. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need to get that on video. Uh okay. Well, Bobby always uh, wants to dumb down the the Sunday episode, but uh, I'm going to try this year to make it a little more of a show. But we'll see. We'll see what the vibe is at the house. Maybe everybody's going to be so hungover, nobody even wants to go live. You know, we should make it more of a show. I I, I support you in this. 
Yeah, I'm I so think excited. it should be more of a show. Yeah, and yeah. we can we can talk little deets after this and stuff too. Yeah, let's but work. let's fucking do it. Let's get, like our our end of the year show is I think one of the funniest and but like Nick's advertisement on Bobby holding the mouse wrong, golden. I'm awesome. gonna remember that forever. So, so if we could do something bespoke for DLGCon, I feel like that would be yeah. Cool. I think we can. I think we can get a grip on it. You know, it might not be a death grip like Christian. What you put on the oh, on the radar. Oh, you know, oh, so I mean, oh, tell me that with a little bit of your death grip right there. God, those segues are gonna be fucking missed. Okay, uh, oh, yeah. death grip. So when I went to oh, he's peeing. Uh, when I went to PAX, I can hear. I'm listening. Okay, when I went to PAX, I played a Pod Racer remake. Uh, I forget what it was called. Uh, oh, it was Ascent Adrift. Sorry, I, I remembered. Uh, and it turned out to be uh, like a crypto thing. Like I read their crypto white paper and it was all weird. It was like the game was fun, but reading their white paper, it's very clear that the goal of the game is to introduce people to the crypto ecosystem. Like that was their stated top level goal. And to do oh, that, man. they wanted to create a fun game, which, okay, whatever. If the game is fun, it's fun. But it just seems like I'm being marketed to in a very weird way, you know? Like, it feels a bit disingenuous. Yeah. That uh, So that's the feeling I had leaving. Uh, I guess we'll see where that other game goes. It's, it still was really fun, so I'm excited. But we're not talking about that other game. Death Grip. It's a Star Wars pod racer, except not because we can't say Star Wars. Winky, winky. Uh... It's about managing heat, firing your weapons, and so they call it a combat racer. So I think it is not exactly pod racer because there weren't those mechanics in pod racer. But essentially, you are racing this pod through all these awesome obstacle courses uh, and firing weapons, upgrading your racer, putting different parts on it. Uh, and it, it seems like something that I definitely want to play because I have fond memories of Star Wars uh, pod racer. Uh, I talked with the dev over Discord. He seemed pretty cool. Uh, apparently, it's just him and one other guy making this. Uh, and the game does look like graphically beautiful. Uh, the gameplay that has been shared has seemed super exciting. Uh, and that they have the management aspect of switching in your parts after races, equipping different weapons. Uh, oh my god, it, this looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be... Uh, it's kind of awkward that both these games are so similar and maybe coming out around the same time, but uh, yeah, this this looks good. Uh, they're going to release an early access, so you know, don't expect it to be without any any bugs. This is going to have like a tail end of development, and right now it says 2023. I don't know if they're going to keep to that, but put it on your radar if you like combat racers. <clears throat> I Jesus. I loved uh, Star Wars pod racers that was super fun at least i had it on the n64 and i really enjoyed that so it'd be really cool to uh find a game that's similar to that yeah yep. um as far as like shoehorning your agenda with entertainment uh i stopped reading like michael Crichton books because he's always just trying to like putting heavy philosophical stuff into it not philosophical political stuff or whatever he's thinking about at the time just shooting mm -hmm. it like wait are, are you are you <laughs> saying some... that you didn't like an author putting his bias in his work yeah it was like heavy-handed like oh, uh, okay here's some dinosaurs but also do you like communism or whatever it was <laughs> it wasn't that <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah yeah um what was it 
I think it was his time travel one. And I forgot what he was trying to push so much. And it's just like, there just happens to be a character that's an expert in like capitalism. And he just goes on <laughs> like he has right. three pages. <laughs> I, was like, oh. I was like, all right, man, all right, get back to the time travel. <laughs> uh, yeah. This does look good dinosaurs? though, man. Like Death, Grip, Death Grip looks awesome. And the other game looks awesome too. I don't want to crap on it too much just because it's a crypto thing. But yeah, when I'm in the Cardano ecosystem reading a white paper, uh, like peer-to-peer, uh, they want other crypto people to invest in their game. And they justify it by saying more people will be on Cardano if this game is a success. That just, I don't know, that seems really weird to me. But what isn't weird? It feels a little sus. It's sus. I think it's definitely sus. Manor Lords. I won't shut the I won't shut up about this game. I can't shut up about it. It's impossible for me to. It's it's in my blood. It's in my DNA. This game looks so fucking good, and I've kind of talked about the features that make it good before. So I'm going to skip over that because the news is a release date. The one person who is making this game. It's one uh, guy, right? It's one guy. I mean, he has contractors uh, for art and other systems. I'm sure probably QA, but uh, it, other than that, it's all him. It's all from his his mind. And he's very open about, like, how he develops the game. He's like, oh, do you guys like formations this way? Or, or do, you like, do you like it this way? And then people comment. And, he's, and uh, it's just such a cool way to make a game. And you have that freedom when you're just kind of one guy doing it. Uh, April 26th. It's funny, uh, I was going to ask you, is he American? And then I see the developer's name, Slavic Magic. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, not American. <laughs> yeah. Uh, April 26th that comes out and it's on PC Game Pass day one folks this fucking another yeah. win W's all around for PC Game Pass come on uh, it's a kingdom builder and this is something that I just made up I don't know if anything else is officially called a kingdom builder because it's a mixture of city building which looks so fucking awesome and taking over other areas on the map with your army and then building those cities up as well you're moving around you're zooming in and zooming out to different cities and you're having these kind of grand tactical battles um total war the total war series has a community that's a little bit up in arms right now i think nick is going to talk about that next week because he's in the thick of it but this is kind of seen as like an up-and-coming game to replace some of the total war games that we all know and love so we'll see we'll see if it lives up to the hype uh you know it's a lot of pressure to put on one person uh but uh we'll see Manor Lords, April 26th. Check it out. Yeah, it definitely Hell fucking yeah. looks awesome. For sure. Um, it's, like, it's just like custom made for you, dude. For yeah, sure. it is. <laughs> uh, highlights. That'd These are games cool. we actually played. And Emilio, you played the finals. Yeah, Days played it, what was that, yeah. about two months ago? Yeah, I played it quite a bit with the first uh, releases that they had, and I got into the closed beta and stuff uh, when they first released that. I, I'm i really keeping an eye on this game because it looks, and it is, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed playing it, and there's so many moments where I was just laughing so hard. I really think that having a kind of a battle royale in a sense a style game coming back almost like the PUBG days but then adding an entire destruction element to it 
is so genius and great and kind of what's needed right now. It's super fun. It's so funny to like kind of uh, take over a room while you're getting all of the money together in the box and then somebody just sneakily like blowing up the floor underneath you, stealing it from under you, laughing and then running away with your loot. Like it's 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 so great. Like there's so many awesome moments that are just super fun and yeah, you can kill and murder people with the box of money that you're running around with. I mean, it's really like no, there's no rules. Like, and that's what makes it so much fun and awesome. And it's just like, just fucking win and get the money. And it's great. Uh, what was your experiences like, Emilio? Unfortunately, like, uh, I couldn't consistently get full games, which is nine people. It's three V three V three. Right. So mm-hmm. there's two modes and then there's another one that's 12 people. Um, but generally like, uh, yeah. So you have this, like, it does feel like a, um, like a PUBG or something. It has that feel or more like, um, uh, what's the one that's, yeah, a little more like apex. Um, I guess the, um, Jesus, I'm fucking this all up. Uh, the epic one, the one, the biggest one in the world, uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. That's Fortnite. what it really feels. Never like. Never heard of her because <laughs> you're building, you're building, and well, there's no destruction in there. But this one, you have building and not like making a house, but you can use foam that like makes a, a platform, or you can make a uh, shield uh, or a little barrier. And you can make a little house for yourself. It's not going to last very long, but uh, for a few seconds, you could be protected. And so you have that going on. Uh, Well, you can be pretty smart with that, too, because there's some some levels where they have, like, I definitely know that in one of the levels, one of the cities, they have this, like, three-part platform that just kind of circles around the perimeter of the city. And so what I saw a lot of people would do, which was really smart, was they would take their money go as a team onto that platform, build walls all around it, and then just shoot in little corners and tight mm-hmm. spots as they come around the bend and take out people that might be coming at them. And so yeah. that was like a really smart kind of tactic of, you know, pseudo camping, I suppose. <laughs> but it works, you know? Yeah, you got to... So, so there's mon- There's two different modes, but essentially you have to put this money into a machine and the machine takes like two minutes to process the money. And so... And the machine is completely like you can carry it, you can move it, you can. So it adds a lot to the whole uh, strategy of the whole game. Uh, it's crazy when walls don't matter. I mean, they matter in the in the way where like a light and a medium might have a little bit of an issue taking down. But I played the heavy, of course, and he just runs through walls like Hulk. Like, brah, he goes, <laughs> and he'll go through four or five walls. And if he happens to hit a person, you know, it, it's extra damage as well. He's a beast. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> and you wouldn't think that, like, running through walls is defensive. But, like, if you're getting shot at, right, and, like, somebody has a beat on you, run through five walls. Guess what? He can't see you no more. Like you yep. are deep in that building, and unless he feel follows you directly, he's not gonna get at you. Um, it is very fun. Um, the announcers, it's funny because I really love. Uh, if Bobby was here, we'd be, be talking about Friday Night Combat in that brief time that that game was amazing, and um, the announcers in that they were like comical the entire time, you know, just like tongue in cheek and hilarious. And it never really got old. They did 
some of the best like play-by-play ever in any game. And then this one, like w- one guy is definitely serious, serious, and he's doing a play-by-play, and it, it it's it's good. It's like you know these guys are doing good, these guys are doing bad. Um, they just got wiped out, you know. And then there's the color person, and she's <laughs> it's funny because I'm the last one to be critiquing puns but the other one's just constantly doing puns it with no with no razzle dazzle at all it's just like flat line puns just like i uh, i saw a thing that they were using ai voice actors and people were oh, really? like uh you got to improve the ai on this or hire, hire real voice actors man because it, it, a lot of these deliveries are so flat and they're not landing yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not landing, especially. I mean, that's a little thing. Um, the gameplay is fun. I find that even funnier, though, to be honest with you. And like that <laughs> disconnect, I think, is actually pretty genius and hilarious. It's like a troll announcer in a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you, Days, did you get to play with friends? Did you have a three team? Um, way back in the day when it first came out, I did. I got to play with some of um like the Jew for You communities uh people and we played it a bit. And like, like I said, it was it brought me back to the days of playing PUBG and uh but mm-hmm. much more fast paced. It was kinda it's very yeah. fast paced like a Call of Duty team deathmatch uh match would be, you know, and um, I think that that is really fun and really nice. You can bang out quite a few games in one sitting in one night. And so oh, that's, totally. yeah. And like, I really enjoy that because sometimes you get home from a long day of work and you're like, I just want to get out some aggression and I just have like 30 minutes and let's go. And this would be a great game for that, I think. Um, but it is really fun playing with other friends and especially when you can talk and, and all work together. And like I said, that's how you can end up with some of those really good spots where you're like, all right, we're going to create a pinch point right here and we're going to set up and and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? That's how I learned about the um, riding on those platforms and building up, uh, you know, walls. So that way then you can kind of peek through the little walls that you've created to shoot and take out people as they come towards you because Usually when somebody takes like the coin to go then bring it to the box to make money, like you can tend you tend to be able to see that person. And so a lot of people that might be part of their tactic is they might rush that team that has it, take it from them and keep moving. Or they might wait and have that team do a lot of the work and then take them out. There's quite a few ways yeah. that you can do it. And so that and that is part of the strategy that when you are playing with friends, it's pretty fun because then obviously the communication's a lot better than with randos. And so you can be tactful with your uh with your group i would love to play this game but i would be (laughs) i have a feeling i would be useless you know like it feels like this is a hardcore shooters like people from apex are going to come here and find it really familiar and they're going to no dude it's very casual um the only thing that's not casual about it is the the respawn times it's Mm -hmm. punishing what are they it's like what are they 20 seconds 25 seconds and you spawn across the city oh, so okay. it, it can be really tough if if you're one of your teammates is still in the mix then you'll spawn near the action and that's great but if you get a team wipe yeah it's like 30 seconds and you're across town and it's Ooh. just rough especially if you're the big fat guy that can run through walls yeah. there's a lot of walls a lot of walls <laughs> You can like revive one of your teammates, but I want to say that that's something that like the medium can do or something. I want to say it's one of the skills. Everybody can revive. Um, oh, and it's funny because when when you when you die, you leave a little statue of yourself, and you can pick up the statue and you can like throw it 
to somebody else or throw it in a dark corner and then go over there and do the revive function. But if you uh, equip the defibrillator, you can do it in one. Yeah, just once. With the That's medium. what I was thinking of, the defibrillator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but otherwise you can revive your teammates, which is helpful and nice. But sometimes you're like definitely in the thick of it and then just get wiped. Yeah. So my current build, just so you guys can have an idea of what this game has. I main the sledgehammer. I could have a machine gun, but I go with the sledgehammer. Uh, the secondary is a incendiary grenade that like burns, like Molotov. My third one is a rocket launcher um, that blows up not only people, but entire areas. So I've used that a lot to um, change levels. So, well, you know, uh, the turn in spot, the, the bank is somewhere. You shoot the ground underneath and it falls like that'll help a lot. Or you happen to be on the roof and it's a few levels down, a couple rocket launchers and you're right in there. Uh there is a sonar grenade, which is great. You can figure out where people are. There is some, they're called gadgets, and there's a lot of them, and they're a lot of fun for sure. A lot this of, game feels like it so has staying power. It feels like it's doing enough new things that it has. The only thing I got to say is, like, why aren't people playing it? It's the, it's the free weekend. You know, it's Sunday. I was playing at Sunday, 5 p.m., 4 p.m. You know, like, where, why can't I get a full match? That's well, it's just a play test, right? It's not like the game hasn't yeah, officially yeah, yeah. come out yet, yeah. And it's going to be free to play when it comes out, but still, like, uh, you would think you're getting full matches, but hopefully, this is one of the things that you work out. Well, um, it's also too like Halloween weekend, and I mean, I think a lot of people are probably partying, or if they are doing anything, it's going to be like really scary stuff, so it might just be bad timing with that, but. At the same time, I don't know. I'd like to believe that, especially with it being free play, once it gets launched, it's going to be like packed lobbies because just yeah, I, I hope feel so. like this game has a lot of promise, and I'm looking forward to when it comes out and playing it. I hope. I just really hope it doesn't trip and fall as dusk falls. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hell yeah! There you go. See, there you go. You're being trained well. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh, oh did we was... lose her? Oh. She's like, you've been trained well, and now I'm, you didn't yeah, see anything. Just uh, Obi-Wan disappears <laughs> into the night. That's funny. Hey, I uh, wonder if she's so still talking. Yeah. Let's go on up? a bird walk while we're while we're here, just me and Waiting. you and nobody yeah, else yeah, watching. Yeah. Ahsoka, did you start it? Did you care? I started it, and I hated the first two episodes. Well, I was just disappointed with the first two episodes. Hate's a strong word. I was like, eh, it's more of the same of this kind of Marvel stuff. And then as it got going, I was really into it. I was like, oh, this is cool and awesome. Wait, sorry. Within the two episodes you got going? No, on the third episode, I was like, okay. okay, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got me. It warms up. It warms up. Yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat. And then the ending, I was like, no. Oh, you watched the whole thing? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Shit. Should I keep going? I haven't been introduced to Thrawn yet. Oh, yeah. You should. If you like it, I think it is worth finishing. But for me, the ending was a little disappointing. 
Days, we went on a bird walk while we were waiting for you. We went on a bird walk. I am so sorry. Yeah, that's that's good. I'm glad you guys went on a bird walk because it was one of those things where uh, my cat knocked over my mouse and it exited everything. (laughs) Oh, no. Went great. Just as dust falls, so did my connectivity. (laughs) A tale as old as time. A tale as old as time. Yeah, for sure. But uh, no, Dusk Falls, um, this game... like wow okay i put this game on the radar quite a while ago um and talked about it because i was really impressed with uh the developing team because i thought the game was really fascinating in the way that they did it um one the art style is just incredible it is that um i don't know i don't, I don't know how it, to like, explain it either it's um real, it looks realistic re- paint work yeah it's kind of like a like a vector graphic realistic kind of paint. I'm not sure how they're going to call it, but it is very cinematic and very story rich. Your choices do matter. It's an adventure. You can play with eight other people. This game is also on Game Pass, and so it is free on Game Pass, which is what me and Tag Loro did. Um, so Taylor and I played the whole game like we beat it we started this shit i think on friday night and we, we beat it <laughs> we, we actually awesome. we just beat the game 15 <laughs> minutes before we went live on this podcast <laughs> so, it's fresh this is a fresh review this is a very fresh review because i've been playing this so much and i fuck i love this game i want to play it again and i would love to play it with like eight people because you can play up to eight oh. people oh and wow. the way that i would approach this would be almost like a movie night because it's it's an, like an interactive movie is basically what it is okay. um and the story is super good you like follow this family who's moving from um, Sacramento, California to St. Louis, Missouri. And they are in Arizona where they interact with this family who basically just like fuck shit up. <laughs> they all get stuck in a, in a motel where like this crazy stuff goes down. And it is just, it's a beautiful story, like exploring uh, childhood trauma and just like how people fall on bad times that aren't necessarily bad people or they're or the people that are incredibly resilient and are able to do anything like for the family what what people are capable of doing when they're pushed in a corner like it evaluates it kind of looks into that and so there's all these moments where your choices matter obviously right and so but what's cool is at the at the end of every single chapter they show you through an entire timeline of what you selected and the percentage of other people that mm. have selected that option as well. That so is you can sick. see whether you pick ones that are common that everybody did or ones that like nobody did. And um, they also kind of give you like little stats. Like when Taylor and I were playing, it was like we kept consistently being called out on being like, fiercely loyal and and kind and um like quick thinkers and stuff like that and so like they kind of tell you and which one you are like you might be the decisive one in the group or you might be the one that avoids conflict and so the like, best they personality say test of all time forget yeah, intj so, fuck it it's du- as dusk falls <laughs> it's as dusk falls and i just thought that this was cool too because this um you know the people that made this the developer interior night they're really fascinating because i was looking into them a bit and like the uh, creative director is the writer who created this whole thing and uh she's this i think i want to say she's this french woman but the whole um 
like developing team is like 35 people that are out of London and it is a genuine 50 50 split of gender and across different like five different countries so it's Mm. like a, a really diverse and interesting small developing team that did this that wanted to create this kind of like I said very interactive and like community movie night on this really deep story that had a bunch of different ways that it could go and you do have some time and there's some decisions where like you everybody has to vote the same thing because it's that changing of the storyline mm. and so and then they give you time and so then you can like talk it out and work it out with other people and this they seems have these, awesome this is, yeah, this is like this, what Bandersnatch should have really, been you know from Netflix yeah and this yeah and and this game is just really cool and the thing that's kind of tough though is like i felt like this urge to keep fighting like multitasking because i feel like a lot of times with like watching stuff you'd be like oh cool i can do the dishes while i watch this or like i can kind of do this and this game is very hard to do that with because they randomly throw these like little checks that you have to do like swipe your mouse or mash the button or like hold down the button it's just simple little things but they do it in these ways where it's like you have to make these checks otherwise like you fumble and shit fucks up and like the the story could change like you might be trying to sneak away from the cops and you have to swipe left and then taylor would have to like swipe up and then i would have to mash a button like the, they follow you follow this little prompt and if you miss then you might knock into a door which then the cops are alerted to where you're going and now they're on you and can take you so it's like there are real consequences to missing you these sold little me. checks you and sold me yeah, on this this is amazing i really how long did I you really, guys play for like how long to be? i think so it's if you just do the main story it's about six hours six to seven oh. hours which is probably about how long it took tag and i to to finish the game but it's so much fun and to see the different outcomes. So like we want to go back and replay this again and do different choices to see what happens because it branches off in some crazy ways. And there's also so many twists. There were two different times in the six hours. There were two different times where the whole story just like fucking flipped. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And so it was uh, super good. Um, I highly recommend it, especially on game pass it is an amazing game on it game pass it was designed really well it's beautiful it just i mean i i've got nothing but great things to say about it and i mean it's uh you know for the most part it's pretty easy to make a lobby there's they kind of have like extra things like if you create multiplayer then you have to select go online and then you have to select invite friends so like it's kind of like slow it's not as intuitive when it comes to hosting a multiplayer game as you would think but it's also everyone not has hard to own to the game days everyone has to own the game or have I it downloaded so. through game pass okay so i the biggest one is obviously whoever's hosting the game has to have it on game pass but they mentioned so many times that there is a mobile app and that oh, you cool. can join the game on your phone mm. which is really interesting too yeah, and uh, I think kind of neat, but I have not explored how that works and how the mobile phone part works. But I definitely would be down to explore that and try that with some people, or like with you guys, or like I said, I think this would be great for almost like a movie night or like a two part movie night where two part movie we watch night, yeah. the first three hours all together, and then the next time, yeah, I think that would be a really cool uh, a two parter movie night that is somewhat of a game as well. This if is you think that's one cool. For- Join the Discord and let us know. Sorry, Emilio. I'm fucking uh, walking all over you. But I think that if you're in the community and you want to play this game, uh, let us know. Like, we'll we'll set it up. We'll do the work. And it could be fun. 
Uh, another thing where you have to like feel the vibe of what's going on, but like DLG con might be a, like a late night, maybe choice to see. No, I think but, it'll take too long, honestly. I, it's yeah, six and you can't hours. do it from your phone, huh? Well, you can join through an app, but I think that's just to select options. Um, I think it would still have to be something kind of like how Jackbox does it, where one person owns it and is streaming it, and then everybody could put, like input their options or what they want to select. Um, or like the swipe and the tap and those kind of things. Like you could definitely do that on your phone, but. Uh, I, I think there's the issue of like at, at DLG con is that it's, I mean, it's guaranteed six hours. Like I think that's yeah. the shortest we need another it would day. take. We need another I mean, day. Yeah. Another day. Exactly. And I wouldn't stay yeah. for it. I would leave early, but for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> hey Christian, there's a little title city skylines I've been reading about. Can you tell me about it? Yeah. It's just, I don't know, kind of like a blip on most people's radars and there's not really much controversy uh, about it. So uh, this game has just consumed my every waking thought. So, you know, I am fucking addicted <laughs> as shit. I'm like at work and I'm like, oh, four more hours till I get to play City Skylines. Like Rihanna's beside me right now and she is playing City Skylines. Like it, it the, this game is so fucking fun. And uh, I, I need to get into the controversy a little bit. But just from my perspective, I have downloaded the game. It looks beautiful. I am getting around 45 FPS, more than more than I could have hoped for on a big city. Um, my computer is kind of old. I've had very, I've had one bug, but like very few in-game bugs, zero performance issues. I love most of the design changes. Uh, it's it, like it's hard to empathize with people who have downloaded this title and are giving it negative reviews or looking at it negatively because it just doesn't hit 60 fps like for me that's very it's a very difficult bridge to cross um i understand some people buy these games because they love looking at their beautiful city they love moving around their beautiful city doing cinematic shots that's and if that's what you're going into it for and you want that with city skylines too then you're going to have issues right because at 4K or anything above 1080, uh, there's some serious performance drops that you're going to have if you're moving the camera around and you'd want to do seamless FPS uh, on high graphics. So there's that caveat. I mean, yeah, we were getting into it on the Discord a little bit, talking to talking about it. So I don't know if we need to rehash a lot over it here, other than the developer is targeting a 30 FPS benchmark. So if you're like buying the game and you're like they're gonna fix it they're gonna get my 60 fps on 4k and it's gonna be awesome no <laughs> they're not that's never that's not a goal they have so you're gonna be eternally disappointed um hey christian how fast are these buildings running around that you need to watch them in 60 fps <laughs> like like how, how much animation obviously the cars are moving around and yeah. maybe clouds and rivers but what why do we need all these frames per second? What's going on? I couldn't what? fucking... I don't know. And the developer doesn't clearly know either. I think seeing the snowfall and seeing the rainfall, yeah, seeing the uh, uh, rivers move, uh, I don't know, zooming in really close and getting like a Spider-Man view through the skyscrapers and you want to make like a little movie or something. Maybe you want 60 FPS for that. But I mean, dude, I'm over here fucking measuring my curb lengths 
I'm over here <laughs> fucking like optimizing my trams and my traffic system and making sure my cargo moves in and out of my city efficiently. I could I probably wouldn't give a fuck if it was 15 FPS, you know? Like I'm so happy yeah. to play this How's game your as city an... doing. My I was going to say Emilio, doing... have you ever seen him uh play any of the city No, I, I was actually like I think you should make a little video like a tour through your city. Christian? Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead awesome. and guess that it's very utilitarian and there's not a you know, it works, but it's not mm-hmm. beautiful. That's my uh, guess. I think utilitarian like, ma- is math beauty. is beautiful. Math is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my city is uh, days. You're opening your mouth. What's going on? I want to hear it. I want to uh, hear it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I remember. I think there was once where I know. I like. I know. I've watched you play City Skylines before. Not this one, um, but in the past and because i remember you showing me the city that you built at the time and yeah emilio is wrong it is the way that you designed your city was both very functional efficient and it was beautiful you had really beautiful parks and decorations and it was very like sweet and nice look at the proud papa look at the proud i mean i feel like yeah i feel like i feel like a, a showing a little video of your uh city people would really love and appreciate yeah, uh, I, for those not watching, Christian's trying to keep a straight face, but he cannot yeah. stop smiling. He I'm okay. So, he's <laughs> yeah. so proud. I I had he my should friends be over. though. I, yeah, I, had yeah. my, I had my friends over this weekend. They drove all the way down from Edmonton. The first thing I did is I showed them my city skyline. I was like, <laughs> "This is where the people walk." And look, my industrial area has connected by two overpasses. The road where the trucks go in is over here, so that people driving to work aren't interacting with trucks that have to move goods and services out. And they're He's like, "So considerate." They're yeah. like, uh, "Yeah, dude, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, cool." Yeah, where's the drugs, uh, dude? <laughs> where's the carnitas, dude? <laughs> Yeah, I come here for two reasons, uh, and this is not one of them. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm having a blast. I just have unlocked uh, serious trains. So, like intercity trains and intercity connections is a big part of this game. You're exporting goods, and you, the industries in your city can use the goods that you create in your city. Uh, and if there's surplus, you can export that to other cities, and that's how you make a big chunk of your income. So, it's not a perfect simulation, but basically it values efficiency of how the goods move out of your city is impacts uh, the good, the price of the goods the most. So optimizing that system is a big mini game and I'm having so much fun. Dude, we got eight train tracks coming out. One train track is devoted to grain because that's fucking, that industry is soaring. I've got lots of Are catapults lines. possible? Can you export with catapults? Export, yeah, just uh, slingshots. Or trebuchet? <laughs> yeah, trebuchet. Gonna yeet the grain. <laughs> yeah, yeet the grain. It, I'm, it's funny that you say that because this game is missing some of like the quirky charm of City Skylines 1. We talked about it a little bit in the Discord. It's like there used to be these donut vans that moved around. And I don't know. It's 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 taking itself very seriously, which is fine. But, you know, it's also not a perfect simulation. So why not have a little fun? Maybe that's where the mods come in. Um, I will make a video of my city because I feel like I've watched a lot of other people make a city and I have notes for them. <laughs> <laughs> and so if I'm at that point, maybe I do have something cool to share that people would like to uh, to see. Uh, Label it your stupid city could be designed better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a real fucking uh, clickbaity headline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Here's another revenue stream for City Skylines that I was just thinking about. Like, 
if uh, there's a lot of like 3d modeling um sculpture building companies out there now if you could get to like a little tiny wax sculpture or whatever of a resin sculpture of your city once you're done how i mean people Dude. would yeah yes. yeah right it's it's hilarious to say that because I can still remember my first city of 90,000 in City Skylines 1. Like, I know the layout in my head. Mm. Like, I could walk around that city. So having it physically displayed somewhere in front of me, yeah, I'd, I'd pay money for that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, City Skylines. <laughs> Take that one for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Sometimes some parts of my city can be a little run down, but they're not a dungeon. They're not a dungeon 100. Eh? Eh. Am I learning? Eh. 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 No, it wasn't bad. Eh. Um, eh. Christian, so uh, I want to go back to Manalords for a second. So, okay. like, clearly, your company is in a position to help somebody in their position, right? Uh, uh, are yeah. you? But if you reach out, it wouldn't be in a salesy ish. Like you really want to do as much for these guys as you can, right? Yes. Uh, have you like? Are you going About to a year like, and a half off ago, your services? I well, I mean, I don't. I never want to come off as sales because also I'm not the person who makes sales decisions. That yeah, before. you're not a salesman. Yeah, so, but no, I trust do me, want I to work on this. <laughs> I do want to work on this game. I love what he's doing here. And I did reach out like a year and a half ago and I said, listen, you need, what do you need? Uh, (laughs) Tell us anything. Tell me one thing you need and I'll make it, I'll try to make it work. But I think, you know, he's doing well. He's got it handled. So uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. I was curious about that. Um, But yeah, Dungeon 100. I've talked about this before. Um, I mean, I, I kind of fell for the uh, gimmick. I, well, I don't know. Some people like this. It's um, 85% right now, for some reason, uh, mixed uh, recently. Um, it's an auto-battler, and that's where it loses me right away. I didn't know that when I played this. If you watch the video, it does look like you're walking through a dungeon, um, Diablo-esque style. Um, but that is not the case. Uh, oh, my God, you character. run so fast. Yeah, well, because you can fast forward it. Uh, it's all happening um, in uh, time. Like AI is hand- handling everything, so um, you just it just runs the dungeon for you. You don't even have the option to run the dungeon if you want. So um, it's a dungeon crawler that's built on a card based system where you can take car- different cards and put them in a different order and get different effects out of them so um some would be like summon skeletons summon wolves and another one would be like lightning strikes but another card could be like double the power of your next card and so you'll be like double lightning strikes so your lightning strikes would be doubled um but it might have some like weird thing where it says um your the card left of this card is half damage so you have to it's all about like where in your setup you're putting certain cards it's it's a um all the whole game is the setup and then the auto battle happens and you see how well it does and then you go back to the drawing board and you do it again and again again um the selling point that i really liked about this game was that your previous run becomes 
the boss. So um, you your character gets demon wings, and then you have to go and beat your prior run, which there's a lot of like RNG uh, in that. But um, I thought it was so cool that like you know you're fighting your former run. And it's going, since it's AI controlled, it's going as hard as it can. And you're going as hard as it can because it's also computer controlled. So um, that part was cool. Uh, some people, you know, if you like auto battlers, this is not a multiplayer. It's a single player auto battler. The dungeon looks exactly the same every single time. Um, it, yeah, there's, um, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, you know, people are enjoying it. Uh, but I, I thought I was going to have a little more action uh, control, at least where my character is walking. You can't even do that. It just kind of like plays like a video once you selected your abilities. Uh, they really put a lot into the abilities. I mean, you can really go ham on this if you start getting uh, certain synergies going. It's all about synergies, combinations, and stuff like that. But ultimately, I want to swing my own sword. I don't want to have it swung for me. So I'll be returned. I think I already did. I returned it uh, Dungeon 100. I like that quote uh, for you to wear on a shirt <laughs> for some reason. I just feel like that's I like something. I like my own sword. I like to swing my own sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so I think that is highlights. Next up, Christian's going to sure. try to make us some money. Yeah, well, not exactly. I'm hoping actually we can spend some money. And this is an open question. Oh, great. You like it. Uh, I want to bring back the guess that sound, guys, but I don't want to put the live caller element on it because it's so hard to plan and, you know, have to do sound check. Who knows what could go wrong? But we play a really niche sound from a game. And it's just every week we add $5 to the pot. But mm. I thought it would be interesting if only I knew the sound and you guys were also trying to help our listeners win the guess. So, like, at five guesses, you can give them some sort of hint or something like that. Uh, and everyone's trying to work together to discover this sound. And people would submit probably through, like, a Discord form. Like, I'd just this post would a be... link in Discord. Oh, I see. Okay. Yep. I'd play the sound every episode, and then I'd pick a guess kind of at random. And then, okay, it's not the fucking Mario jump, whatever. It's it's something else. So we would keep track of all the guesses. I don't know. Is this a bad idea? Is it a good idea? Well, this is cool not idea. the forum for uh, storm <laughs> brainstorming, but uh, maybe. <laughs> good job, dude. <laughs> okay, that was the plug. Uh, no, the, here's the plug. Uh, we got our new uh, stickers. Oh, I have them right here. Let me pull them out. There's our new <laughs> like beer inspired logo. Um, it's right here. Um, I recently updated this to T Public, so you can now get this on anything from a baby onesie to a um, motorcycle helmet emblem. Like T Public has it all. So. Um, you can go there and apply it, and uh, yeah, I think it's pretty sweet. I may have ordered a certain a few things for a certain few people. Hmm. Oh, maybe some so, things I mean, coming if in you're the mail. Looking, 
Yeah, and if you're looking for uh, for our merch, you can find that on dlgaming.net, which will also bring you the links to Discord and everything. And so if you like Christian's idea of brainstorming or want to elaborate on it, definitely uh, hit us up and let us know in the Discord about that as well. And so everything's through dlgaming.net. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So listener questions are coming up. Why are all listener questions from Amanda and then the person? No, that's not how it works. So on the far <laughs> left, that's the person who is going to talk about it. And then uh-huh. the person who asked the question is the column to the right. And by the way, that's always how it's been in here. I just want to mention yep. that. Interesting. I don't know. It's I always don't... been that way. All we right, just changed sure. it up because Bobby is gone, but that's all right. Yeah, I've got listener questions. These are questions that you've got. And if you've got more questions, once again, going right back, send them on the Discord. So starting off with a question from Zap. He asks, uh, who is your celebrity lookalike? I have an easy answer for like I have myself on my own shirt. If you look, <laughs> uh, folks, it's a monkey. Oh, that's it's a gorilla, shit. dude. It's not okay. a monkey. Sorry, it's an <laughs> ape. Hello, he's an ape. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, if I, I'm not saying I look like him, but the only thing that's ever been told to me was John Travolta. But I, maybe in my younger days. Okay. Amanda, I have I have no idea. Uh, you you tell me who I look like. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you look like, but uh, I can't I can't. Th- I'm so bad with celebrities too. I basically know no celebrities. But one time, and this is another W for public transit. I was on the train, and someone across from me said, "Hey, you know who you really, really, really remind me of." A young Jason Sudeikis. I don't know who that is, so I looked him up. And I kind of did see it. I I kind of did see see it. it. I mean, I think he's much better, very attractive man, and I am honored to say that I look like him. But I I looked at some of his young photos, and yeah, I really, yeah. I think so, too. I would second that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. I don't really think I get... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? No, I don't really think I get uh, anybody saying I look like celebrities. I always get mistaken for some other random just person. Be like, oh, Ashley, it's been so long since I've seen you. And be like, yeah, because my name yeah. ain't Ashley. So yeah, I mean, and it'll <laughs> continue to be a bit longer. So <laughs> Yeah, because I don't know you. <laughs> so, but if anybody, uh, you know, thinks I look like a certain celebrity, let me know, because I am curious. And Emilio, I guess we're both looking for celebrity lookalikes, but Jason Sudeikis for Sniper, I totally see that i definitely agree with that i dig it um moving along next question from burn division he's got two of them the first one being what do you think of some of the blowback to colossal order paradox interactive over the fact that they only target 30 fps for city city <laughs> skylines too oh i'm hearing a little salt right there with that one because he's saying christian shut it <laughs> I already said my opinion. Do you guys have uh, one for for this? I'd be interested. I'm kind of in a sense of a little bit of like what you touched base on in a way. I think it does depend on what you're wanting out of the game, right? Like I could definitely understand people venting their frustration of wanting higher FPSs, especially if they are the kind of people that 
want to take videos and like kind of do a lot more with the creative aspect of um, city skylines, not to say that it isn't creative designing, you know, a city because that is a very creative anyway. But for somebody that is like spending so much time into the detail, yeah, I feel like you wouldn't necessarily notice such a drastic drop in FPS because in a way that's kind of not what you're going for in a sense, like you are focusing on the details and the things. And if you're going slower like that, then the FPS in theory isn't going to fuck you up being low like that. So I don't know. I, I kind of, I see both of it. Um, I myself would not give that much of a shit about it, but I also have a potato of a laptop and rarely go over 30 FPS for anything <laughs> anyway. So I'm just kind of used to it. <laughs> so I might not be the best one to ask for it because I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> like it works. <laughs> it runs. <laughs> what do you think, Emilio? Yeah, it's a, uh, pretty much what I said earlier. Um, if they're not, if that wasn't their goal, how can you complain about them not achieving it? You know what I mean? That's not like a, a thing that I see for city builders as important, you know? Uh, his other question is, what do you consider baseline out-of-the-box performance any current releases um, for any current releases and what kind of uh, PC specs? I mean, if you want to do really well, um, you know, you have to be able to run on a potato all the way up and show uh, improvement all the way up to, but that's very, that that's like World of Warcraft, you know, they went with a cartoony thing so that anybody could play it, but you had enough magic and special effects where a really monster PC really shines, um, you know. There's there's other games that can do it as well, but it's very expensive to do that. So that's why you end up with um, indie titles that are doing hand drawn art and and have other ways of capturing the eye. But um, yeah, what I expect, I don't want stuttering, tearing. Other than that, like I'm I'm pretty happy. I, I've never been a FPS whore. It's kind of where I'm at too. I don't really have any uh, super big hardware expectations. Like as long as the game doesn't lag and it looks like it's supposed to look, then I'm uh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm kind of in the mix. It depends. If I'm playing a shooter, then hey, yeah, you best believe I want it running crisp and nice and clear. Because if if it's competing and it's kind of like if I get any kind of stutter, then I'm dead. Like, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. So getting something that is going to be kind of with the latest market uh, for a shooter is what I would want. But when it comes to kind of almost all the other genres, I don't really care. Uh, FPS isn't that big of a deal to me with those. Um, I just wouldn't want like rubber banding in an MMORPG. That would be annoying as fuck. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I basically anything competitive, I would want it latest model, high end specs. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like that kind of makes sense. Most people, I think, if they're competitive, are not going to be wanting it to run on a potato. <laughs> so, or not expecting it at least, but. But then something like League, I mean, they've made it super accessible. Like, you can run that on a calculator, (laughs) you know? True. They've, and and be competitive too, like, and have the same competitive edge. Um, They've optimized that game, and, you know, it's kind of simple to begin with in terms of what you're looking at. So, true. 
I guess I'm just kind of thinking like, yeah, definitely shooters though. Uh, yeah, definitely end, but shooters. you're right. You bring up a good point with league. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next up from Warconius. Alan yeah. Wake 2 he, is he, he, out. he doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't going, get it. Sorry. No, keep going. No. What I, I, love, I definitely I love, get it. I love when you read. Uh, you have a great speaking voice. Sorry to interrupt. Thanks, man. Alan Wake 2 is out of, and getting great reviews. Uh, Remedy flies under the radar. Right, what? Flies under the radar. Um, but they are a longtime developer and have been developing great PC games. Any nostalgia for older games like Death Rally or 2001 Max Payne? What do you think of the newer games from Quantum Break and Control? Like Quantum Break and Control. I don't know what any of that means. Um, I don't play. <laughs> I mean, I really, I really liked Max Payne 2001. I thought it was great. Um, it's, uh, the storytelling through the ad, the slow motion action was very cool. I haven't played Control. I really want to. I think it's on Game Pass now. Is that true? I think Control. Be. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I got it. And everybody says it's great. Um, never heard of Death Rally. Or Quantum Break. Sorry, I don't you play. I don't play good games like this. And I know Alan Wake Two has been getting so much praise, but I ha- I've not played a game like this in a long time. Have you played the original, Christian? No. Maybe that's a good jumping off point. You know, it's probably free or somewhere. There. Maybe. I don't know. Time. I'm I not spending a... designing my city. Sorry, Amanda. <laughs> that's that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> No, I played a little bit of Alan Wake, uh, the original, but I couldn't play it for very long because it got too scary. And so, <laughs> um, but for me, like with the nostalgic stuff, I would, I mean, I would love the um, Star Wars pod racers, but we've already covered that. Uh, so, I mean, that's, I'm excited for that one because because of this question, like of the nostalgia coming back. Uh, the only other game I can kind of think of, Max Payne would also be great as well, too. Actually, I did play the Max Payne's. Uh, I think I played, yeah, yeah, definitely the 2001. But um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of they've kind of been doing more rehashing of the old stuff, or it would feel to me, it would feel a lot more like, I guess, Fallout or Starfield, which is like Fallout in space. So I'd be worried about a lot of the nostalgic stuff just kind of being modern reskins, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas that doesn't entirely encapsulate how you felt at the time. And that is part of the nostalgia, right? Like when, you know, when star Wars Knights of the old Republic two came out, like there wasn't really a lot of games like that. And so it was super fun and exciting. And like it having that kind of novel thing or like gears of war is another one too, where I just remember the whole crouching behind things and curb stomping people was like so new and novel and like exciting that like, if they were to bring that back, it, it would have to be different. And then that would kind of take away from the nostalgia itself. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Everything that made things exciting then are just regular features now. Exactly. And everything. Yeah. The unmistakable march of progress. We're being crushed by it. Ugh, disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On that uh, positive note, uh, what's everyone playing this week? DLG Con. Yeah, it's all about the LG Con next week. That's right. Oh, yeah, Star Wars. It's be a good time. Card battle or game. It's not the name board of it, games. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it. Yeah, Food, board games. Oregon swims. Trail. 
Carnitas. Yes. I don't know why I said it like that. I feel weird. Yeah. It's uh, weird that yeah, I thought it was weird. I'm like, I'm supporting you, dude, but you're bringing south of the border um the recipe to the border is like It's a bit uh it's a bit ballsy. And it I is did ballsy. Yeah. I I was invited to uh Mexican Independence Day and I made carnitas uh, I didn't make carnitas there, sorry, but I was invited because the host knew that I make carnitas a lot. He's like, oh, you, uh, you're a fan of Mexican food? Come on down. We're going to have all sorts of food and like a fun little celebration. And then at the end of the night, after many tequila, I was the last one there at the table with the family. And he goes, uh, so uh, how was the, uh, how's the carnitas? You know, what did you think? And I said, don't say it. Don't, don't, don't even think about saying it. Don't. And then I said, uh, they're good. And he and he leaned in. and He's like, "Good, but," and I said, "Yeah, I mean, the citrus didn't really come through that much." Mm. And you know, I do it kind of like mm. this. Have you done it like that before? And he was like, "Next year, you make the carnitas." <laughs> so I think, I think I'm pretty good at it. We'll we'll see. That, if well, that, up. you just or... told a story about you being judgy about carnitas, not. You're being your carnitas being well received. So yeah, <laughs> um, he's like, listen, I'm white. I I know yeah. how to make Mexican food. <laughs> Dude, we'll I see. am sure. We'll see. We'll see. I'm we'll sure see. that your carnitas blow Canadian socks off, dude. I'm sure that it does. I'm sure yeah. that it does. We have Mexicans uh-huh. here too. They've not eaten any of my carnitas though, so <laughs> we'll see. We we will has, see. Has I feel anybody like this been like? Of- this is Canadian flavorful. Like this is Canadian levels of flavor. Never, ever, dude. Well, Need me to pack some maple syrup from but Michigan. Prove me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a melting pot. All sorts of people are up here. Mexicans. No, it's true. I have some really spice. good food. Dude, I went to Rasta Pasta there, dude. It was. Uh, I love that place. Rasta uh, ja- Pasta. Yeah, Jamaican <laughs> Italian fusion. It was incredible, dude. I had a. Yeah. Uh, Awesome. oxtail like uh fettuccine alfredo it was so oh, good yeah oxtail is <laughs> yeah. delicious yep oxtail okay. is delicious all right should it be a show lady gentlemen uh speaking for christian amanda and those losers that aren't here today uh motherfucking titties everybody i'll talk okay. to you later Bye.